0: Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel, And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today we've got season seven, episode 29, Mother's Day.
1: Mary, what happened this week? As we kind of predicted last week, it's Mother's Day and Claire's sad about it because her mom is dead. Steve suggests ways to spend the next couple of days to take her mind off her grief, a drive along the coast, or work through it by connecting with Arnold Arnold, the one person who can relate most to her loss. But Claire hates every idea, and it's all Steve's fault. Claire is
2: kind of incredibly insensitive in this episode. And I understand, you know, she's got emotional issues that she needs to work with because she hasn't properly grieved her mother's death. But she's so mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's one of those situations, too, where it's kind of a shame that she's acting like this because we mm-hmm. haven't really seen – we haven't seen that consistency the entire time we've known her. Mm-hmm. Even – like I think like you pointed out last, um, last episode, even in the Prince Carl stuff, there was an opportunity to show that she hadn't properly grieved. Yeah. Or that she was carrying some emotional baggage and and some weight that she hadn't fully been able to lift off her shoulders yet. But because they didn't, now it just really feels like it's, like I mentioned last week, this situation where they're just trying to get rid of her. And so they're trying to make us hate her. So it's not as painful when she does leave. Yeah. I mean,
2: even in the very first scene we see for this story, it's Steve and Brandon and they're basically, you know, setting the tone that it's Mother's Day And Steve's picked out this like (laughs) gift basket that he's giving to Samantha, but he's testing everything before he Mm -hmm. gives it to her.
0: Just very Mm -hmm. Steve. Very Steve. But
2: he mentions that like he can't do anything right for Claire. And Brandon's just like, well, you should just break up. Like, right.
0: They're already saying like Brandon can see it now too. Mm hmm. And like Brandon's commenting on like all they do is fight. He asks about like the situation if things have gotten clear or clearer or better after last week with samantha and arnold and he says no things have not gotten better like it's all bad but he's in it for the makeup sex and i'm Which- like no you're not like that's that's a boy talking to a boy
2: yeah that is steve just covering the hurt mm-hmm. like he's having a hard time Brandon, you know, literally says, like, what's the big attraction anyway to being with her? And Steve cannot say the words, like, I love her. I would do yep. anything for her. He's just got to say the makeup sex. But, okay, so when Claire shows up later and, like, Brandon's about to walk out the door and he's like, yeah, just, you know, go up to Steve. But she asks him mm-hmm. to bring Steve down. I thought she was going to break up with him right here I thought and then.
0: so, too. Yeah, I totally like, did.
2: Because the conversation ends up just... Having her be upset because it's almost Mother's Day and
0: wanting to talk on the couch. But why couldn't they do that in his room? I don't know. Maybe like a distraction, you know, like maybe maybe Claire felt safer that it could be about whatever she wanted to talk about in the living room as opposed to the bedroom. I don't know.
2: I mean, I guess that's definitely fair. I just I was convinced. And I think Brandon and Steve were as well.
1: Honestly.
2: Yeah. Because like when Brandon goes to get Steve, he's just like, it's going to be a bad day, isn't it? Right.
1: Yeah. But I like, thought they were done though.
2: like in that moment.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and when he comes down, he's just like, hey, sexy. I was like, oh, she's going to be like, don't call me sexy. Yeah.
0: I will say, like, this conversation, again, they're making Steve so emotionally mature here yeah like so yeah you said she's bummed because it's mother's day and so immediately she's like well why don't we do something different like something that we don't have to focus on the bad times and focus on the sadness like maybe we just take a drive mm-hmm. and claire immediately snaps at him for even suggesting that they do anything but this even though it, it's a very painful day and then accuses him of making everything all about him yeah and I'm like, what? Like, th- this is clearly... Like, Steve just needs to give her space and not engage with her at all. Like, Yeah. That clearly... And the fact... Okay, so the next sentence that he says, this quote, I thought was wonderful. He says, I'm trying to love you here, and all you do is criticize me. Honey, I'm sorry you're in pain, but if you didn't want my help, why did you come here? So... What I think is very interesting
2: about that sentence is like this is something that I've noticed kind of I struggle with is when somebody tells you what's wrong, it's a question of do you want me to fix it or do you want me to listen to your problems and I Mm -hmm. never know – I have to have someone tell me or I will try and fix it for them. Right, right. So like that kind of made me think like, okay, maybe Steve's trying to solve her problems but maybe she just wants him to listen and like let her be sad around him but Mm -hmm. she's not verbalizing that.
0: Exactly. And, like, I think that point when he says all you do is criticize me, he's not getting that feedback. He's just getting criticism constantly. Exactly. So, yeah, how can he change his behavior if he doesn't know what to change it to? That's what, like,
2: yeah, she, you know, he mentions going for a drive and she just, like, bites his head off. Mm-hmm. I was like, this would have been the time to have a productive I guess, argument, but conversation to be like, that's not what I need right now. I'm going to tell you what I need because we're not going to play this mind reader game. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, it's so weird that Steve is being so emotionally mature and Claire is just being so emotionally immature, I guess. Yeah. the word
0: Like I don't well, have a better- Well, she's being like snippy and avoidant because like- Avoidant. Yeah. Because Steve is like, even saying like I want to help like I want to help I want to work things out I want to be here for you and she just kind of keeps avoiding it and making it all about her feelings about her mom which is fine but she's I don't know it's just the next thing that then Steve says was a little cheesy but like I think Ian Ziering delivered it well he like tells her essentially to lean on him instead of pushing him away Mm -hmm. like let him be her rock essentially And she finally, that's almost kind of what gets her to fall a little bit, you know, like stop being so tense. You know, you can see her visibly kind of relax a little bit. And when Steve says, let's do it right now, like, why not? Let's not even think about tomorrow. Let's do it right now. Let's go for a drive right now and get a fresh start. And she agrees. And so I think to your point, that is probably what she needs. She needs Steve to be a punching bag. She needs Steve to be a rock. She needs Steve to be a lot of things, but she's just not for whatever reason saying it. He's having to guess. Yeah.
2: And I kind of love that you use the term avoidant because I feel like the next scene when they're actually in the car on their drive, like that's the perfect way to describe how she is. Because yeah. A- you know steve is like hey you should go spend mother's day with your dad like he knows exactly what you're going through he had this love for your mother this and this and she's like well he won't talk to me i've tried but you know i can't get through to him and then immediately like shuts down the conversation about it and starts insulting samantha very mm-hmm. rudely
0: mm-hmm. calls her a narcissistic snob like to her son
2: if i was steve and to his credit, he's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not fighting with you. If I was Steve, I would have pulled over the car. Yeah. Like, I would have had to. I would have been like, I cannot safely drive us Mm -hmm. with the amount of red that I am seeing. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, it's one thing if like they had had a conversation where they agree that Samantha has narcissistic tendencies or that she can be a little stuck up. Like, you know, because I'm never a proponent of like, calling anyone else's family member by anything unless it's Mm -hmm. okay to do so but like steve has defended his mom and they literally got in a fight last week because of their parents so like you can't just say that stuff and not expect backlash well and yeah
2: even with their conversation last week you know claire knows that steve doesn't have an amazing relationship with his mom. The very first scene we got was him putting that present together and then telling Brandon, she's not going to like it. She hates all my presents. Like, Mm -hmm. so then calling her a snob when he's already got this, like, she doesn't like anything I give to her. Like, I do think there's also a little bit that probably, like, really stung that Claire didn't even know she was doing, but she's not thinking about her words anyway. No, no. Like, they, they just are – it's impossible for the two of them to be alone together right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, with them, we cut to that night because there's the big show at the P-Pad. They, you know, cut the whole thing out for streaming, but I think this is Monica, which is why David mm. was, like, in New Orleans. I tried – I noticed Daily Motion's video was four minutes longer than what's on Paramount Plus. So I tried to watch it, and I apparently don't know how to use Daily Motion because, like, ads were playing at the same time as the show was trying to play. So I couldn't hear anything anyway. And just a mess. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out because, you know, sometimes the music, the musical act is playing while, like, people are acting. So you Mm -hmm. can see them having a conversation or making eyes at each other. And for some reason, they don't dub out the music in those moments.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. So I
2: was trying. I didn't see anything
0: obvious. But But
2: that would make sense.
0: Yeah. Because David was acting like it was a really, really big deal. So Yeah, he
2: ordered extra security. Yeah. I also love the idea of ordering extra security, like it's ordering
0: more onions on your sandwich. Yeah. Just call up uh let's see, I'll have one security. i'll make that two security.
1: (laughs) I'm just imagining them like like picking a bigger security guard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. More security
0: is not more quantity. It's it's like it's just literal volume of a person.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just I love this idea that yeah, he just calls someone, he's like, I need to order extra security for tonight. What time can that be here? Yeah.
1: It's like last time you uh sent us Steve and he weighs like 145 pounds, but uh we were thinking just something a little bit more uh substantial. Thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like a dating app where you get their height and weight and like their demeanor. hmm Which apparently their bouncer is susceptible to bribery, but that's a different issue. So, David, your order failed. <laughs> But anyway, they they get to the pee pad that night, and it's like Steve and Claire drove with Donna because she's coming, but David's already there working. And they make the comment that, like, Donna basically has to be there so that they won't fight.
0: Yeah, like she's a mediator or just, like, they're too embarrassed to fight in front of anybody, so she can just stay there so they don't – yeah. So weird. Yeah, well,
2: that's what Steve says. Claire just says, don't bet on it.
0: right. Right. She's just being a brat.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm like, I get it. She's sad. I really, I'm trying to empathize with her so much, but like my brain kind of wants to be a little insensitive.
0: I mean, I think, it. like I said, it would be totally different if this were consistent with her character, Mm -hmm. but because she's being so extreme, seemingly out of nowhere, the only consistency that there's been is like the last two or three episodes about it not the entire time and so i think that's why it's so jarring and it's not like not as easy to be empathetic because we're just not used to this and this feels way out of character and quite honestly we're feeling more defensive of steve because he's actually being character his character Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah i mean
2: I do wonder if they ever discussed having a, you know, Claire feels feelings about her mom not being around on Mother's Day a season ago and then it mm-hmm. just, like, didn't make it. Yeah. And, I mean, really, like, she just fades throughout the night. Like, at one point she tells Steve that she wants to go and she'll get a cab and, like, don't drive me. I just need to go.
0: hmm
2: And... I mean, that's really it for that day. Like, I do. I
0: love Steve the next morning. Yeah. So apparently the next morning, Steve went to go see Arnold Arnold to have a little talk. It was two hours. He brought him a bagel. The poppy seed. (laughs) Didn't he say, like, apparently he loves poppy seed, too, or something like that? And I was like, okay, that's an intuitive thing to do. That's cute. Um, but yeah, then he pulls out this like frilly, silly-looking photo album, and yeah. apparently it has tons of pictures of Claire and her mom. And so I thought it was interesting, and also so um, like on par for what I can understand as like some father-daughter relationships, and especially in like the boomer exer kind of you know generations arnold just assumed claire never wanted to talk about her mom um, because she was in so much pain and claire assumed that arnold didn't want to talk about um her mom so they just didn't talk about her i'm like what that's a bold and assumption
2: what is so interesting to me i realized it on watching this episode is like that's kind of a tv trope of yeah. like there is a dead parent, and if it's not, like, a 30-minute sitcom, like, full house, right? everyone avoids talking about it. Nobody talks about it. You don't have photos anywhere, et cetera, et cetera. Like, uh, the Taylor Jenkins read book, Carrie Soto, is back. I don't know if you've read it yet. It only came out last year, I think. I have not. But it, it's another, like, her mom is dead, and her dad put away all of the pictures, mm-hmm. and they never talked about it, and then – He comes to her one day and he's like, I have this photo in my drawer and I've had it there forever and Mm -hmm. I see her all the time and it's a disservice to you that we didn't talk about it. Like, yep, this is, I hate to say dead mom trope, but it's a dead mom trope.
0: Yeah. That's what it seems like.
2: And I mean, yeah, I wrote in my notes, it's, it does feel a little insensitive, but it's like Steve basically tells Claire not to focus on dead mom and just think about mom, but Right right that's what it is like you should think about her not the fact that she's gone
0: yes and again I think the the dialogue was a little cringy at times and a little cheesy but the sentiment is beautiful you know Mm -hmm. like talking to her mom if even if that just means in the like silently to yourself you know like um if you want to do in the mirror if you want to look at her photos like those are all really great ways to honor her memory and process what happened is by Mm -hmm. focusing on the good stuff and steve doing that and kind of realizing that even though he doesn't have any parents well he technically does his birth mom is gone yeah um but you know he never really had i don't really think he he sort of grieved it um when it happened But, like, I think for him it was probably hard to grieve something you never had, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the fact that he kind of, like, was able to process this and able to figure this out and, and think of this solution for Claire is really, really nice. And I also just love two guys talking for two hours about feelings and emotions and memories. Hard stuff, you know? Like, it... I wish we could have seen that conversation. Right? And
2: like, ugh, imagine Arnold Arnold getting to see this side of Steve when mm-hmm. what he usually sees of Steve is cheating and streaking and yes. like his daughter breaking up with him because he kissed another girl. Like exactly. I just and I also think, you know, like you said, the the dialogue is a little cheesy and cringy, but yeah, if Steve is Steve and also hasn't experienced this before that kind of fits like yes it makes sense that what he's saying doesn't necessarily sound so natural
0: yeah or that he's kind of like stumbling over it or or that just doesn't have the proper language you know like it, it makes total sense for Steve but i think what i like about Steve and this this actually is consistent i think for the most part he has a very High emotional capacity. Mm -hmm. I think he, you know, kind of like a teddy bear. Like I think he very much can have the ability to have empathy, to show empathy, to practice empathy, but also allow other people to kind of like, like, like we said, lean on him, be a support system for other people. Which is so interesting because then you think about you know when he told the whole school about, you know, Kelly. And when you think about the stuff that he's – this is the wacky harebrained stuff. But I genuinely think he's a caring person and that he probably is one of the more caring people on the show. Yeah. I think
2: with Steve, he's a character where it's pretty obvious that, like, the toxic masculinity of the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s really affected his youth. And when he mm. started having more – personal emotional relationships with women and like especially people that don't have those original feelings like you know Brandon has had some bad opinions in the past but Brandon Mm -hmm. is a pretty good guy like I think as the show has evolved and he's spending more time with people that you know don't have that and he's getting older I think he's getting better and we do get to see this side of him
0: yeah I mean I can't forget all of his sexist comments and No. Never and will his bad opinions about things that are not quote unquote normal to him. But I I just think he has the capacity to grow. I think the foundation is there.
2: Yeah. Well, and we've seen it. Like mm-hmm. his mistakes with Kelly are things that he did in high school. Mm-hmm. His you know, homophobic comments we haven't seen since freshman year of college. Like, mm-hmm. he's getting better. He also was very
0: racist in high school. Like,
2: yeah, Steve was not a good guy. He and almost
0: needed college to expand his, like, purview. Exactly. He's gotten
2: a lot better. Mm-hmm. You love it. You love to see growth. You love it. And, like, I think that's the last time we see them where, mm-hmm. you know, Claire's finally – starting to open back up to him and, like, grieving and feeling her emotions about her mom. So fingers crossed that gets better, but we've also seen Claire be mean and then apologize and then the very next week be mean again.
0: Right. Yep. So So, time will tell.
2: Yeah. Not holding out hope yet. (laughs) But anyway, Mary, what else happened this week?
1: So... Kelly's pregnant because she did that one thing all TV couples do and not use protection just one time. Jackie and Brandon assure her that they will love her and support her whether or not she decides to continue the pregnancy. But Kelly doesn't want to make a decision on her own, especially one that might make Brandon resent her in the future. Okay, so
2: story-wise... In this story, that's really all that happens. So I kind of mm-hmm. just want to react to the things that, yeah, people say. Yeah, in this, Agreed. because yeah, <laughs> gotta love that Kelly and Brandon had unprotected sex like
1: one time, and she's already she got a pregnancy scare. Of course, of course. Quick question: Have they even been together long enough for this to be a thing? Truly, I have
2: lost all sense of time, and I kind of assumed that they're saying that maybe while she was sick, they had unprotected, like the time that she had the 24 hour flu, maybe that's Mm -hmm. when it was. Because, like, oh, then she's not in her right mind about it. But I've lost all sense of time. I don't know how long they've been together. Yeah.
1: It literally feels like a week ago. They were like, we're official, yeah. right? But I guess that was two episodes ago.
0: Yeah. It was technically two episodes ago. But mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, like, it could be a matter of, like, a week. Yeah.
1: We're, like, In right on the time. line.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even if it was two weeks, like, that's pretty damn interesting math, you know, all things aligned, literally, like your period and your sex having, yeah, and your ovulating magic, like, yeah,
2: like yeah, because she's a week late, so last week should have been the start of her period, so two weeks ago would have probably been the time they could have had unprotected sex, and she got pregnant, but like, yeah, it's a real fast the math, turnaround.
0: The math ain't mathing,
2: but what's most important to me in this scene, is Donna getting mad at Kelly and Brandon having unprotected sex because Jimmy died of AIDS. Yes. Like, okay, first of all, Donna, eventually you're going to have unprotected sex with someone, probably David, to try and have a baby. David's had sex with other people, and he got an STD. Oh, yeah. Like, just... Such an insensitive thing to say about Kelly's friend, who only just died very recently. And then, like, so naive and rude and shamey.
0: Yeah. It was... It was not what you would expect from somebody like Donna, even in the way that Tori Spelling delivered it. Like, I think you may... Maybe maybe, could have delivered that line a little differently and it wouldn't have come across as insensitive. I mean, it all sucks, right? Like, the fact that it's such a, like, conservative um, take that, oh, you're concerned about unprotected sex not for a baby, but for AIDS?
2: And I I understand
0: in the 90s, like, especially the late 90s, it was, like, a really big deal. And obviously, like, we had... The Jimmy stuff happened but like I don't know it just there wasn't any way that I could be like yeah this Donna's being so concerned for her
2: friend yeah was it uh it would have been Nancy Reagan that was like yeah real against drugs and sex and like the Reagan era would have been the AIDS epidemic I believe but like Yeah, you know that's how Donna grew up. You know that her parents vote like Republican on that side, and Felice is a terrible person. You know she's made comments, and that's what's coming out of Donna's mouth. And
0: yeah, and this really sets it up really poorly for Kelly and Donna here, because like if she reacted that way to the unprotected sex of it all, imagine how she would react to an abortion. Yeah, it's just. And
2: also, like, just the shame of it all. Like, you're making some assumptions about mm-hmm. your friends and, like, what are you trying to say that Brandon's dirty? Like, I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just – it upsets me so much. But, like, you know, she she gets the pregnancy test and takes it and – I guess, no, before she gets the pregnancy test and takes it, she and Donna have another conversation where, like, I can't even describe it succinctly. Like, Donna feels like she's taking the easy way out by making a commitment to not have sex. Yeah. Like, the the idea that Kelly said – you're lucky that you're never going to have to deal with unexpected pregnancies. Like, you can still get
0: unexpectedly pregnant when you're married. True. True. And I guess, like, the thinking there is, like, oh, well, when you're married, if you have all roadblocks down, like, you should expect but, a baby. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out is, like,
2: okay – was David's joke about, like, okay, maybe we'll have sex a couple years after we're married, the thing, like, Donna's not going to have sex until she is fully prepared to have a baby?
0: Right, What are right. we talking about here? T- Beats me. It's so
2: weird. And then, yeah, Donna's like, well, I'm taking the easy way out because I'm just not having sex. Like, what is this comment?
0: Yeah, it it was a weird way to phrase that. And anyway. Anyway, all of that boils down to they – I guess Donna buys the pregnancy test. Um, Yeah, which was also weird to me. Yeah, I don't understand that. And she bought it at the Condor's Nest. Like, go to a CVS. So weird. Like,
2: (laughs) I assume that colleges just have pregnancy tests available. I never went to the student store to buy one and, like, I had a car. I'd just go to Walmart. Right,
0: right.
2: That wouldn't bother but – I don't know. It's got to be because they just had to put them at school. I guess, But why wouldn't yeah. Kelly
0: buy her own? Yeah, she would just meet Donna at home. I Anyway.
2: I don't know. Like, it was so weird. And then there's a whole comment about prayer that, like, we can really tell what was going on
0: mm-hmm.
2: when this show was pitched to the network or whoever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, like... Kelly freaks out about taking the test. Brandon comes over. We get another conversation where she finally tells Brandon she took the test. She's pregnant. And, like, I think this is good because Brandon's like, I was worried that something was wrong. This yeah. is an at-home pregnancy test. I would much rather go to a doctor, but you're fine, and that's what I need.
0: Yeah, that was, like – I was very – um. I had two kind of reactions. Number one, I was like, man, that is the exact perfect way to react. <laughs> yeah. Um, To at least diffuse the situation. But also I actually was really impressed with Jason Priestley. I was like, wow, you're actually calming me down about all this. <laughs> you know, like his calmness was like exuding from him. Um, And yeah, like it was actually really, really sweet. He was like, I thought you were sick, I thought something wrong, I thought you were hurt, but you're okay. And it's okay, we'll just, we'll go know for sure. He doesn't, like, how How do you not freak out? Like, that's my thing, I'm like, how do you not freak out? Even the tiniest freak out.
2: But yeah, no, he, like, he puts his hands on her shoulders, like, physical touch, but not in, like, a, like, condescending, like, Mm -hmm. you need to calm down Mm -hmm. kind of a way. Like, just very gently, like... You're okay. We'll figure it out. And he mentions the doctor and she's like, "Why well, I already called and I can't get in. He's like, then there's okay.
0: nothing we can do. Okay. Yeah, he's like, okay. Like sweet, supportive. We love a sweet, supportive boy. Yeah. Seriously.
2: What I think is really interesting is after this, they decide to go for a walk on the beach and Brandon makes a comment that Jesse and Andrea made it through an unexpected pregnancy but Andrea cheated on Jesse, and Jesse cheated on Andrea pretty soon after they had the baby. So, like, did they? are we sure? <laughs> are we sure, Brandon?
0: I know. It's not the best use case. But they then bring it. Kelly then brings up Jackie, and but not in context of, like, an unplanned pregnancy, but more so in terms of an abortion. And there was, there was so many, like, Things I was happy with, and things I was like scratching my head about with the whole abortion talk and everything. Number one is I'm actually really glad they were having this conversation on yes. television, on broadcast television. Um, and the amount of times Brandon told Kelly it was her, it's her choice, her body. Mm-hmm. I, that I loved. But I did feel a little uncomfortable just initially, like just the kind of clunkiness of it all. Um, But I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. It's just it is a hard discussion to have.
2: Yeah, that that was going to be my exact response is like it's clunky because, you know, I've never had this conversation in real life, but I imagine I would fumble my way through it so poorly, even with, you know, John, who I've been with for over a decade and Brandon and Kelly have been together for a couple of months.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it's just a hard conversation. And I feel like in this conversation, you know, Brandon's trying to leave it up to Kelly. It's her body, her choice. But the way he's talking kind of makes it seem like he is pro-baby, mm-hmm. even though I think later we find out that's not 100% true.
0: Yeah. I think he's just honestly trying not to say anything wrong.
2: I I think so, too. Like, it comes off as pro-baby, but mm-hmm. I think he's just kind of stumbling through it because nobody yeah. practices this conversation.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, later on, like, after they have this conversation on the beach, they eventually go to the um, pee pad um, and – Kelly, thanks, Brandon, for being so sweet and for being there for her. And Jackie shows up. And first I was like, why is Jackie here? But I guess, yeah, if if, if your theory is correct and it was Monica, that would make sense that, like, people of all around would want to come. And yeah. she kind of, like, ended up saying, like, well, I wanted to be with you for Mother's Day and I'll be with Aaron tomorrow. And I'm like, why couldn't you all just be the- together?
2: <laughs> so she says that Mel isn't there because he's at a conference and she was going to go with him. But she didn't want to leave Erin for Mother's Day. And you, of course.
0: Yeah, right. Like,
2: such a, oh, and also my adult daughter. Not mm-hmm. just the baby, the adult. I, It's kind of wild to me, though, that Jackie sees that Kelly doesn't look great. And Kelly's just like, let's go to the bathroom. I'm about to ruin your Mother's Day.
0: Yeah. Like, if I said that to my mom, I think she'd be like, why? Yeah, my mom would have been like, well, you can tell me right here. We don't need to go to the bathroom.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't – I can only assume they went to the bathroom so that they could do Monica singing and then cut mm. over to the scene or mm. something. Like, I can't ex, I can't explain why they felt like they had to go to the bathroom, especially since Brandon knows. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's not like you're hiding this from him. Exactly. But – Jackie and Kelly also have a very interesting relationship that, like, you know, Jackie makes the comment. She's like, oh, I had an abortion once. I didn't with Aaron, but I was in a much different place. Like, Mm -hmm. I was much older. I had, you know, things better figured out. And then she says she can't believe Kelly would let this happen to her.
0: Yeah. It's like it was all great. Because, again, Jackie doesn't freak out, just like Brandon doesn't freak out. Jackie speaks about her own experience with abortion and, and like, helps Kelly say, like, it is up to you. Like, it's okay if you don't, if you're not ready. I wasn't ready. I didn't with Erin because I wanted her. And I, like you said, much different place. I was, so I loved that they're so open and, and honest. But, yeah, then she just, like, criticizes Kelly for, quote, unquote, letting this happen, and Kelly, rightfully so, gets upset. Yeah.
2: I I can honestly really appreciate Kelly's reaction every time someone does something to her. Like, mm-hmm. she does not have to justify her actions to no. anyone. Mm-hmm. But she stands up to Jackie, and then even when, you know, Donna makes her comment earlier, she's like, Brandon and I both get tested. Because, of course, yeah. we do. Donna. Right. But, like – Yeah, she kind of lashes out at Jackie and tries to storm off. And, you know, thankfully Jackie is like, I will support you and whatever, you know, you really need me right now. I'm going to be here, except for like this moment because I think you need Brandon. So I'm going to bow out gracefully.
0: Yeah, which also was a good move. It's like the beginning and the end were great of Jackie scenes, but the middle was bad. Yeah. Like,
2: the shame. Why do we have to shame? It just mm-hmm. it upsets me so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, so many conversations in this story. Because when Kelly goes back to Brandon, he's like, "Well, what did Jackie tell us to do?" And Kelly's like, "Well, she said it was my decision." And Brandon's like, "Your decision?" And then she was our decision. But then Brandon's like, "No, no, you were actually right the first time."
0: Yeah. What was that?
2: Right, it was like a five. I had to pause it and be like, "I heard that right, right." That was such a weird line. It was so like I can't describe it. It's like Brandon impulsively needed to be involved and had to like right. check himself.
0: Right. But that yeah, that was so weird.
1: It was so weird. Yeah, that's, like, the moment that, like, set up all of the weirdness about the ongoing conversation. Yeah. Like, I, it, it was like word vomit. It just mm-hmm.
2: came out of him, I feel like. And then he had to backtrack it. But I do think, you know, even though they've only technically been together for a short amount of time, that Kelly can pick up on what's going on because pretty much right after that she's like, I can't talk about this anymore. I'm going to go sleep in my own bed tonight. Technically, she says, go to bed. And then Brandon's like, whose bed? And she says, my bed. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that doesn't actually really last long because the next night is the last time we see the two of them in this episode. And they have another conversation where like, once again, Brandon's like, it's your body, your choice. But she is just like, no, you have to tell me what you feel about this
0: mm-hmm. and and I I relate to that like yeah I'm I'm like, yes, I appreciate that you understand that this is ultimately up to me because it is my body. but I also genuinely want to know how you feel like it, I think that's that's totally valid and I think I think Kelly deserves to know, too, you know, because she like, yes, ultimately at the end of the day, she's going to make a decision that is hers and hers alone with her body. But she would love I, I don't think she wants to know Brandon's feelings because then she's going to deliberately go against his feelings. It's just I need some help here, you know? Yeah,
2: I mean, it is a big decision. It is technically, you know, a medical procedure that, that she has to choose to undergo. Like it's. hmm it's big. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like he's still trying to be really diplomatic about it and being like, I'm not ready to be a father at 22, but I don't want to look back at 42 and feel like I made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And the comments of her being like, you know, when we're older we could have a house full of children. And he's like, yeah, but one's always going to be missing. Like.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like, To me, that was a little heavy-handed. Yeah. um, And a little, I don't know if I want to use the word disrespectful, but I kind of do, and you'll understand why. To me, it felt a little disrespectful to families who have stillborn children, who have miscarriages, who have children who die, like, for whatever reason. And, And yeah, I don't know if I want to use the word disrespectful. It's just like... Not honoring those situations and Mm -hmm. and equating this to that. And I'm like, well, with an abortion, like, I just wouldn't – maybe it's just me. Like, I wouldn't categorize having an abortion the same way I would if I had a miscarriage or if I had um, a stillborn child or something like that.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's very heavy-handed. It is very clearly leading to one ideology – on the you know pro choice anti choice conversation, mm-hmm. um, I didn't like it because he keeps saying it's your choice, it's your decision, it's your body, and then like kind of playing a devil's advocate here, where he's like, "I don't want to, I don't want us to make a mistake that we'll regret at forty two, and even if we have a ton of kids, there will always be one missing." Like, yeah, that's that's kind of pressury, even though he's saying I'm not ready to be a dad, right? But He ends up saying, like, you know, she lays back down. He's like, you're going to do it, aren't you? And she's like, I can't have a baby right now. Yep. And I also don't like how, I guess, um, guilty and ashamed they kind of make Kelly out to be because she's like, I don't know how I'm going to live with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's TV. I get it. We got to, like, you know, I think they didn't want to alienate anybody based on ideologies. But like, I just feel like I want her to feel good about herself and feel strong in her decisions because Mm -hmm. I want good things for her.
0: Yeah. I'm really hoping like in the next couple of episodes, we'll see a, a little bit more of a shift because I could understand there just being so many emotions that you're feeling right now. So much stuff that's running through your head. If you need to be in that place where you're just like, oh, I'm feeling everything." You know, I think that's totally valid. And but I also would yeah, would just like to see in the next couple of episodes kind of her feeling more like herself and feeling okay with her decisions and able to able to process everything a little bit better. Um mm-hmm. no rush, but <laughs> just yeah. want I would like to see it.
2: Yeah, and you know, to give everything the benefit of the doubt like she's got a lot of hormones rushing through her and that's not gonna go away
1: mm-hmm. in the
2: next few weeks like right that's gotta run its course even if she has the abortion like, exactly yeah it's uh it's a lot and that the conversations were a lot <laughs> I don't know that I have a better word for it
0: no it was and like I said earlier like I very much appreciate that, that that they went as far as they did because this was so, like they don't even they still don't even talk about abortion like that on television today. Like maybe sometimes, but certainly not really on broadcast, like maybe on HBO or Stars or Showtime or something like that, but yeah, so yeah, I just really I, appreciate the conversation, um if nothing else.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I know it had a younger audience, but Mary, what year was uh, Manny's abortion episode in Degrassi?
1: Oh, God. So, like, 2004? I want to say 2004. So, yeah, like, five, six-ish years
2: later, you know, Degrassi's having that conversation, but that episode couldn't air in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they definitely took it farther. They follow Manny to the doctor and through her procedure.
1: hmm
2: But,
0: like... Yeah, they just didn't air it. Mm. I mean, that just makes me think of all the other, like, content-heavy episodes of, like, even, like, Boy Meets World where they didn't want to show drinking episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, underage drinking. And they didn't want to show – I think it was a prom episode where Topanga and Corey are are considering sleeping together, like, in high school. Like, very reminiscent of Brenda and Dylan. Um, Yeah, so it's just – it's just so interesting. It's like, the, I think people don't understand sometimes. Well, I'll take that back. Some I think some people sometimes are afraid of what people should or shouldn't see, thinking mm-hmm. of only negative consequences rather than positive consequences of, like, here's a different perspective, but also you're not alone. And, like, this is the reality of life. Like, you can't just not talk about things and shield yourself from, everything. um. Yeah. So I'm really glad this episode exists, if not just for the conversation. Yeah. Agreed. Like I, I
2: may dislike how some of the conversations went, but at least they had them. And yep. like you said, like it could be different perspective. Like this might – having this on TV might inspire other writers on shows or people who are going to grow up to be writers to have a different conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: So yeah, I'm not – I'm not mad at this storyline, but I did really want to talk through it because I had Mm -hmm. like every single time someone said something, I was like, well, that's something to unpack. (laughs) It's just all my notes. Oh, man. I mean, do we want to say anything else about this story before we continue? I think I'm good. Okay. Mary, what else happened this week?
1: Derek lets Val know that $10,000 isn't enough to invest overseas with Bill Taylor. She needs at least $100K. Val hits on David to cause just enough strain on his relationship with Donna to where Donna tells David he can't work with Val anymore. David wants to sell out of the club, but Val's like, Okay, but I'm broke, so what if you bought me out? David jumps at the chance to keep his club and his relationship with Donna. And Val clinks glasses with Derek, toasting to her future success. Why do I feel like success in this instance means we're gonna lose all your money?
2: I cannot unsee Derek as an alien <laughs> from Mars. Attacks after you sent
0: the photo last week. I told you, and like it's not when he's normal, like just regular looking at you. It's but he starts to smile, and you're like, oh god. Here it comes. Mars is attacking.
2: (laughs) And, like, in the first scene when they're at the pee pad and his hair is all slicked back, and he's just like, Your bottom line isn't as healthy as it could be. And they kept saying the word bottom. I was like, This is (laughs) weird and uncomfortable. And he's an alien with a giant brain.
0: (laughs) It's true. Yeah. And they're talking like all financial stuff. So, yeah, you'd have to have a big brain to like. <laughs> process that information and understand it. And
2: I kept trying so hard in this. I was like, why, why is Val doing what she's doing? Like, we know that initially she wanted to call Bill Taylor because of her fucked up love of Kelly.
0: Yes, but
2: like she's taking it really far to the point of him saying, like, well, okay, the quote-unquote $10,000 you have, which it's my favorite, that Val will always perpetually only have $10,000. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's saying she doesn't have enough money, so now she's willing to sell the club, which is her livelihood, for a scheme?
0: Yeah. I know. Like, this is almost like Winston not knowing how to properly prank people in New Girl. It's like always goes way too far or like way too little and yeah. this is like the way too far of it all because is, yeah like Val is doing a scheme just to like I don't know get at Kelly for something I don't know who knows I don't my. So she's willing to like throw away her entire work like yeah my
2: random guess out of no like out of left field I cannot explain it I don't know that they'll ever say it is that She wants Bill Taylor's approval since she can't have her own father's, and Kelly Mm. made that comment about her dad when they had Mm -hmm. the flu that has just been, like, sticking at her, and she's just like, well, fine. I'm going to go have your dad.
0: Yeah, which is still, even for Val, like, what?
2: Yeah. No, this is very I'm going to hit you with a ski. Yeah. Like, (laughs) releasing a badger at a wedding is not a prank. I don't understand it. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, and so – I was also confused because, like, you know, she's thinking, I need to get David to buy me out. But I'm like, how would that even happen with David? Like, with what money? And I remembered that he got all that money from his grandpa. But he blew right? it all. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, that's gone. So – and so also, j- why would he buy her out? This is the th- – yeah. We'll we'll get to the money
2: aspect of it because I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Because – yeah, so this is Val setting up her scheme. Then we go to school where Donna is studying on a Saturday at school, which – yeah, why did they have to be at school for this conversation if it's a Saturday? Because this is also where she bought the pregnancy test. Right.
0: No why no did idea. Kelly have to
2: be- – eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, she is studying and David makes a comment about how she's choosing to study other- instead of giving him free labor to get ready at the club. I don't know why it's continuing. Nope. Like,
0: why is this conversation continuing? I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. It just, it doesn't. And like,
2: you know, then in between that and the next time we see David is where we have Donna talking about abstinence with Kelly, which I think is only important to mention timeline-wise because you see that scene – And then you see David get to the club to start working Mm -hmm. and he's talking to Val and she's like, oh my God, you run the club so well. And then just like throws herself at him.
0: Well, and I love that David immediately picks up on it. Like he reads her compliments and was like, what are you doing? There are strings attached to this. Like I see what you're doing. Why are you doing it? And what is going on? And that's when it clicked for me. I'm like, oh yeah, she's buttering him up. Yeah, So she can do whatever she's going to do.
2: Which, yeah, this is when it clicked for me too. I was like, oh, she's coming on to him so that like he won't want to work with her anymore, meaning he'll buy her out. But then I'm wondering what her plan is because if she doesn't have the club, then there's no reason for David and Donna to put up with her. Kelly already hates her, which is putting, you know, a rift between her and Brandon. And if she does this – And Mm -hmm. tries to split them up and anybody finds out about it, which I'm sure they will because everyone talks, Mm -hmm. like, they're not going to want to hang out with her and they're going to have no reason to because she doesn't own the club they hang out with. Exactly. Hang out at.
1: Exactly. So, like,
2: yeah, she's scheming, but has she thought through what's going to happen afterwards when she has lots of money and no friends? Val's kind of a
0: be where your feet are kind of girl. (laughs) I don't think she... Mostly thinks too many steps ahead. It's just
2: wild. I mean, I know she doesn't care what they think about her, but she's going to end up alone mm-hmm. if she's not careful. Agreed. Yeah. There's there's also a little scene where, like, Donna has stopped studying, then had the whole conversation with Kelly, and she goes to David and tells him that she's grateful he has the patience to wait for her. Mm-hmm. Which is gross and I hate it. And I hate that she's always like thanking him for not cheating on her.
0: Yeah, for doing the bare minimum.
2: Yeah. But he says he's not waiting for her, he's waiting with her. And then I'm like, yes. Yes. This is and, what I want.
0: Well, and she says, you really get it, don't you? And he says, yeah, I think I finally do. He's like, even yeah. admitting, like, okay, I haven't really understood a lot of things, but I've been just trying to be here. But now I'm starting, it's starting to click for me. And that's why this episode was so weird because it's like we had moments of just weird out of nowhere comments and then great supportive comments and emotionally mature comments. I'm like, what is Who, what, did they pick lines out of a hat and just stick them together? Like, right. Like it, it feels like it was written by six different people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But
2: yeah. And then like in this scene, Professor Langley shows up and just like talks shit to Donna. Like she's mean to her.
0: Yes. She's she just like Donna for making out with her boyfriend and not studying
2: 24 7. Yeah. Like,
1: what the hell? I did like, kind of love though. Oh, go ahead, Mary. Sorry. First of all, what teacher like acknowledges their student outside of the classroom right. in public? Like, no. One time when I was in college, I ran into my philosophy professor at Publix, and we just pretended we the other didn't exist. <laughs> Mr. Henry literally
2: hid behind stuff when he came to build a bear with his kid while I was working there in high oh school. Oh my
0: god, that's so like, funny!
2: He literally hid behind a rack of bear clothes.
1: <laughs> that's great. I love that so much. I'm sorry, I'm just imagining him because <laughs> was, he wasn't very tall anyway, so he could pull it off. And, like, I'm not very
2: tall, so if he ducked a little bit, it's not like I can see someone ducking on the other side. What was great was his kid was in the birthday party I was doing, so he had to, like, follow me around the store the whole time oh, anyway.
0: No.
2: I was like, it's fine. We don't have to talk. You're my geography teacher.
0: Yeah. Like, we can just acknowledge each other and not talk. Yeah.
2: It was the dumbest thing. But, yeah, the, she's not just going to walk up to Donna for the sake of being a bitch.
0: Right. But like I did, kind of love though Donna just picking up her mega burger and walking out. Like I, know. I don't have a moment of the week ever that's Mary's thing. But if I did, it would be that. It would be Donna picking up her mega burger and nothing else and walking out.
1: Yeah, I'm letting you pick this week. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even get it in like
2: a clamshell. She just picks it up and just runs. Picks it up. Yep. Like, I'm just picturing her getting in her car and just, like, eating with one hand, driving with the other, and, like, thinking to herself, like, okay, marketing for fashion is blah, 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 like, trying to study in her head.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: I do, like, with Professor Langley talking to Donna like that in front of David, which, like, seriously, bold move. You have so many witnesses to your behavior, including Nat, who can just choose to not serve you. Like, right. Mm-hmm. If Nat had to pick between Donna and Professor Langley, we know who he's picking. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. But – And like – oh, go ahead. Well,
2: acting like that in front of all these people, I think Mm -hmm. David also finally understands why Donna's freaking out so much about school.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Man, and like I didn't think about this until right now, and this might be a controversial thing for me to say, but, you know, that's Okay. I hate that they have made Professor Langley an angry black woman. It, like, that's her
2: only personality trait. Mm hmm. Mean black lady. Like, yep. Why? What else I does hate she it. Like,
0: And, like, why couldn't she have been an angry white woman or a pleasant black woman? Like, why do we well, have like, to feed into this, like, stereotype? Of course, because, you know, also to add. Fuel to the fire it's like we don't get many people of color in this show and when we do they're often a trope or mm-hmm. used as a, they're a device
2: i just i keep going back to the fact that like this the professors at this school are terrible like we either have yeah. incredibly predatory white men who like try and get kelly into a cult so that they can sleep with her
0: or, or sexually harass
2: on- val Yes. Or have a vendetta against Brandon to the point of lying and trying to get him expelled. Like, we either have predatory white men or angry black women. Like, yeah, I don't understand why this university has an accreditation and isn't constantly in the news. Like, I feel like even Jim in Hong Kong should be like, Brandon, have you considered transferring?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for once I wish we had a positive professor.
2: I don't think we've seen one once.
0: I I really don't. Unless I'm forgetting.
2: But we easily could. It's been four years.
0: Right, right. But anyway, so later on we get to the pea pad and Val is just staring at David.
2: It's weird because yeah, she's staring at David. She's shocked Kelly is supposed is there, which she wasn't supposed to be. But then like Derek shows up and she refuses to let him in the club on the off chance he knows what Kelly looks like. But also this is
0: where Val kisses him. I just – Val. Luckily, David stops her. I love
2: it. And I love that, like, he goes to see Donna and pretty immediately tells her. He's like, I'm going to get this out in the open. I'm not going to leave any room for – miscommunication or error or anything and like i love that as soon as he takes her outside and tells her he's like i wanted to tell you because i don't know
0: what to do and i need your advice oh that was growth honestly like that was so different than the david in their last relationship together um and they were able to navigate some heightened emotions because Donna got mad. Donna was pissed and David called her out for being mad, but also was able to say, I get it, but I need your help. Like that was also great being able to process and go through this like stress cycle all in one five minute conversation.
2: Yeah. And like, yeah, Donna does not take this well. She's so angry. She says some mean stuff because she also says like, (laughs) First of all, she says she's been constantly worried that Val is going to go after David, and I don't get why. Yeah. Like, pretty clearly Val is in love with Brandon, not David, apparently. Mm-hmm.
0: Apparently. He's a apparently. love her life.
2: But, like, then she makes the comment, like, next time Val hits on him, maybe you're not going to be so strong and turn her down. It's like,
0: that's, that's
2: not no. what I would want to hear as a boyfriend.
0: Yeah. Like, that. that does not bode – well, for David, because that just shows – that shows David that Donna, A, doesn't trust him, and B, thinks of him as being, like, helpless to his urges or whatever. Yeah, like,
2: she says something like, I can't tell you not to cheat on me because I won't sleep with you. Like, it's it's weird, but he handles it so well. Mm-hmm. Like –
0: so weird. I was like I don't know that like when she said that he, she didn't think he was going to be strong enough the next time I was like dude it's the bare minimum to reject people when you're and, in like, a committed relationship. Like it, that is the bare minimum.
2: Granted there is a history of cheating well, sure. both with David and this entire group. So like mm-hmm. I get that Donna is nervous but like yeah at what point are we going to trust David to do the bare minimum? Literally earlier today he was like I'm waiting with you. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, inside, Derek has bribed his way in.
0: And I love that Val is like, I'm impressed. Also, my doorman's fired. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she, her her delivery in this collection of time for everything she says is hilarious. She calls Kelly Shelly so that
2: he (laughs) doesn't (laughs) know. Like, He's like, oh, yeah, where's Kelly? And she's like, oh, she's really tall, beautiful, long, black hair. You can't miss her. Oh, hey, Shelly. Like. (laughs) Did she just call me (laughs) Shelly? I don't know. Did she?
0: I love Jackie.
2: (laughs) So wild. But, yeah, it's just like this five second blurb of her seeing Derek and getting away with not introducing him to Kelly, who he's never seen before and doesn't know who she is. Mm hmm. But that next day when David shows up at Casa Walsh and confronts Val and does what he should do and then also does exactly what Val wants him to do and they are the same thing. Exactly. I was just like, she's a mastermind when she only has to think two steps ahead. Exactly. She can manipulate
0: what's right in front of her.
2: Because like, yeah, David – Basically, like, sprints up to her room to just be like, You have no respect with, for my relationship with Donna, and then immediately tells her that his sexual relationship with Donna is none of her business, which is maybe the first time anybody has said that Donna's virginity is none of anybody else's business. Mm-hmm. And then is like, She's, I love that she's like, Well, maybe you can go without sex because you get a rush from the club, so you
0: should just own it. <laughs> sure, and it it works sure sign, drop the contracts just like do you know how hard it is to buy someone out of a business like no
2: <laughs> it is not as simple as just buy me out like no this is gonna take months mm-hmm. but i promise you in tv time she will be out of the club next week
0: oh for sure for sure
2: I don't know. Maybe they have amazing lawyers. Maybe Derek knows somebody who knows somebody. Well, he knows Bill
1: Taylor. It's going to be so funny when Val realizes she's going to have to pay her legal fees with the proceeds of the sale and then not have $100,000 to invest. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's okay. She just has to
2: find someone else who will write her a $10,000 check. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: If she can just find 10 someones to write her $10,000 checks, she's already done it twice.
1: That's true. Yeah, they're just everywhere in LA. They really are.
2: She's gotten them to come to her and give her money. Like it's it's bizarre. She just she does it. And then she calls Derek and they toast to her having money. And I think for the first time in a while, we see somebody pour a foamy bubbly drink and it's not like continuity all over the place mm. and like it's well poured. Mm-hmm. But they toast, and I can't unsee Alien Man. (laughs) I have
0: no – like, just ridiculous. Well, we're going to see him next week because I already saw the thumbnail in IMDb, and it's him. So (laughs) he at least is around next week. I mean,
2: yeah. Next week, I feel like, has to just be this storyline and then Brandon and Kelly, like – Mm-hmm. I don't foresee Stephen Claire continuing on with dead mom. Yeah.
0: Like, unless it's like final exams time, then we would also bring Donna back in. Oh, good point. I forgot about Donna freaking out.
2: Oh, <laughs> sorry. I forgot right before Val and Derek are toasting the money. And David has decided on a whim to buy Val out of the club is when we find out that Jackie and Felice and Donna and Kelly and Aaron are going to a ladies' brunch for Mother's Day.
0: It's like adorable. Valentine's Day. Under-
2: I don't understand why they would be together, but okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I also don't understand why Jackie would be there without Aaron. Like, right. I thought she was staying with Aaron. Why would she go to the restaurant and Kelly goes to get Aaron?
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all.
2: It doesn't. But for some reason, that was the reason they had. To put Jackie there and not anybody else. But. David shows up to tell Donna so excitedly that he's buying Val out of the club.
0: And apparently he's going to try the bank and then his dad. And if all else fails, Felice.
2: And then they just like laugh. And I was like, I don't get the joke.
0: That's a good joke, David. (laughs) Okay. Lol.
2: But. I don't know. I got more out of the fact that Jackie and Felice are tolerating each other than anything else. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Like when he shows up and they're like, I thought this was girls only. I'm sure everything's fine. And then Felice is like, well, with David, you can't always be sure. Just ma'am. Read the room. Can't not be a bitch. (laughs) And then just watches Donna and David make out. They both just watch it.
0: They're like, oh, look at them, young love. Meanwhile, full mouths open, tongue oh, yeah. everywhere. I'm starting to think that Brandon's kissing isn't near as like intense as Donna's. She's like, well, I'm not going to sleep with you, so I'll just, I'll, I'll... Make out with your mouth. I'll sleep with y- your mouth. Yeah, Kiss you really <laughs> yeah. hard. Yeah. Big smelly, nail your mouth with my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Gross.
1: That's so funny to me that them just having a sloppy makeout in front of that whole restaurant and Felice is like, gosh, he really does love her, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, what about
2: that screamed love? Right? He interrupted her brunch to come stick his tongue down her throat. Or have her stick her tongue down his throat. I don't know.
1: So and don't also, know. Yeah, the last time David interrupted a brunch, it was not this reaction. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just
2: why, – why did Felice have to be here? I know it's Mother's Day, and we even guessed that Felice might be here, but, right. like, why did she have to be here? She didn't. She really didn't. I do love that Jackie was here. Oh, me of, too. Okay. Of the moms, I think we did guess Jackie – Maybe Felice. I think I said no to Felice after y'all said Felice.
0: And And we did Claire's dead mom. Yeah, Claire's mom. We thought Samantha. We did think Samantha. She only just got an honorable mention. Well, but you were right because you're like, well, she probably she went back to New York, so she's not gonna come right back.
1: Yeah. We got a Cindy mention. We did, Mm. yeah,
2: because Cindy loves all of Brandon's gifts. He gave her, what did he say? A dead centipede and she kept it in the fridge
1: ma'am classic cindy why (laughs) also kind of loved steve being like well yeah your mom loves you and that's why you have good self-esteem oh i died i wrote that i
2: was like that's the key to your high self-esteem unconditional motherly love and then i was like ouch 90210 i felt that one
0: yep and that's mother's day that's
2: mother's day we have a
0: a lot of moms. A lot of moms. A lot of potential moms. I at least almost one said it. it's <laughs> like I guess
2: she celebrates Mother's Day this year and then not next year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yikes!
2: Yeah, yeah. I the like grimace emoji was just like all of our faces.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh. Do you have a quote of the week? I will be honest. I didn't write a lot down. Well, actually, since I did Mary's Moment of the Week, I'm going to have her do my quote of the week. <laughs>
2: Ooh. Okay. All right. Then, Mary, you just, you give your quotes because you always pick the best ones, and I don't oh have God. anything good.
0: Yeah. Mine are all like Steve, therapy Steve again.
2: <laughs> mine are all, how am I supposed to respect something that isn't there? Valerie Malone talking about David's relationship.
1: Mm. I'm like, have I even written any down? My goodness. Um, I, I really didn't write a lot down. Um, I had David saying, Donna, I'm not waiting for you. I'm waiting with you because that's sweet. And Mm -hmm. good job, David, for growing up a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Um, Also, uh, Kelly and uh, Val at the pee pad. When Kelly's like, hi, Val. And Val says, hi, Shelly. Shelly. Because I thought that was really funny. It Um, was really funny. And then uh, (laughs) David crashes brunch and makes out with Donna in a restaurant full of people. And then Felice says, he really does love my daughter, doesn't he?
0: Sloppy kisses equal love. Felice doesn't know what the definition of
1: love is. No. No. No, it's literally just what Dr. Dad said, and hating David got boring, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She That's did. it. She's just, she's just a little
2: puppy that wore herself out, so now she's invited to brunch.
0: Yep. And she is just waiting for the next thing to get mad at.
2: It'll come, I'm sure. hmm I mean, Donna could potentially not graduate because of Professor Langley.
0: That's true. So that could be something. That could reignite her hatred of David.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, if Felice went like mama bear and yelled at everyone for being like, why do you give Donna grief for studying? Right. I'd like that.
0: Yeah. I I'd would be, be fine with that.
2: that. But I don't think that's going to happen. So, okay.
0: What is next week's episode? All right. So next week we have season seven, episode 30. Hit the 30 mark. Senior week. Okay. So, yeah uh finals I that it has to be, right? Because like it has to be.
1: Then the two-part finale is called Graduation Day, so it's got to be like finals basically. So I'm thinking another inexplicable or sorry, inexplicable school-wide event that is somehow centered on the gang. Mm, yes. Like the talent yes. show or something like yeah. Yeah, like senior breakfast yeah. part 2.
2: <laughs> it's so I almost thought I was like Okay. In high school, you do – it's technically homecoming, but you'll do like a spirit week and then Mm -hmm. like seniors will get stuff like, you know, seniors get to take their finals early or they get to have Mm -hmm. a whole commencement ceremony while everybody else has to watch. And yeah, I was wondering, is it just going to be Brandon doing things like – I feel like they should have left Brandon at CUTV long enough to do a commemorative video just about the gang.
0: Like sign off and and like a cute little sign off for him or something like, yeah. What am I thinking of? There was, what was it where it's like they gave somebody a cake in a newsroom, but it wasn't actually a real cake. It was cardboard. And this was like from a show like, mm, what am I
2: thinking of? I'm trying to think of shows in newsrooms. Which, there's the morning show, but I didn't finish that. It's not It's not in that. I want to say it's and an it older be-
0: show. Mm, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But, yeah, yeah but, like, giving him a cute little sign-off in the studio or something like that.
2: Yeah, but, no, they had to write out Tracy immediately. And anyway, I guess we'll find out next week. So, until then, you can follow us on Instagram at Back2Podcast.
0: You can also shoot us over an email with all of your thoughts, questions, comments, or concerns at backtopodcast at gmail. Goodness, let me try that again.
1: At back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to
2: go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family. All of that stuff really helps us get seen and build a community, and then we can give y'all a better product. And if you give us a shout out, in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show because we really appreciate you. So from all of us at Back to Podcast, I got to go give my mom a dead centipede for her to put in the fridge.
0: I'm going to go chase after Donna when she left the pee pad or the peach pit with just her hamburger um, to make sure she has napkins.
1: I got to go try to kiss my business partner to see if he'll give me money. Bye. Bye. See ya.